What up, everybody, and welcome to Street Wave Podcast. On this podcast, we focus on stories of people making waves in their community. This podcast was recorded in Kansas City, Missouri, with an incredible nonprofit organization called the Mary Outlaw. Enjoy the wave. What up, everybody? It's Day with Street Wave, and welcome to the new Street Wave podcast. Uh, what's crazy about this is that we are back in the Crossroads studio. Lex and I, we're back. The team is here. Yep. We're here. We're alive, and uh, we got past the quarantine. We made it out. Quarantine. Alive. We got some cool masks out of it. We did get some cool masks. <laughs> I had. To, I feel like I said the K and the S at the end of that. Um, yeah, I did get some cool masks. So you yeah. did. So you got your free one from Larry June. I did. Yeah, I, I ordered a mask and then I got one free. So I have, have two now. And I'll, we'll I'll give that June out for again. a giveaway if uh, <laughs> you know to be continued. I hope all is well with everybody. Um, I hope everyone's doing well during this COVID nineteen quarantine. Uh, it's good to be outside the house. It's good uh, to sit down with some great people this evening. I guess we've been waiting to do this for a while. My guests and I have been talking back and forth, and we finally got together, and we're doing it. Man, I don't know where to start with her. She's incredible. She's leading some amazing projects, and she's an empowerful, powerful woman. Here she is, the one and only Lindsay. What's going on, girl? What's Very up? modest, Lindsay. How's it going? All right, so the, for those that don't know about you, my name is Lindsay. Um, I'm the founder of a nonprofit called the Mary Outlaw. So that's what I'm here. I'm some other things too, but I guess that's what we're talking about yeah, today. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because like we've known each other for a little while yeah. and um, definitely been, Shoeway's been a supporter of what's been going on on your side. So I'm really excited to dive into your life and um, to really get the ball rolling on just informing people and educating people on what you do and why you do what you do. Sure. Uh, I want to start with kind of a backup about, or backup, a backstory about yourself, mm-hmm. uh, where you grew up um, and then to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get started in the Mary Outlaw. So just kind of like post Mary Outlaw, what was going on in your life? Sure. Um, so I'm from Kansas City. I grew up in Lee Summit. And then my family moved to Independence in high school. So I graduated from Truman. Um, and then went to Truman State for college, studied English, um, and traveled a bit. I lived in Japan for a while and um, did some fun stuff after college and then moved back to Kansas City. Um, And so when I moved back, I was a social worker and working um, mostly with refugees. I was a TANF caseworker and then went to grad school in 2015 and got my master's. And then kind of during that time, the Mary Outlaw became it it was a small idea. Probably in 2015 is when it all started. so going into grad school, you know, taking that back a little bit, um, how was that experience? Was it, were you excited to get back into college again? Because I've been wondering on my same side mm-hmm. of myself is like, should I go back to grad school? Yeah. How was that experience for you? Man, I don't know. I guess, so I have a, an MSW now, so that's cool, but hey. I'm, not, I'm not practicing social work at this point. Um, I guess everybody has to make their own decision about that because it's a lot of money. And, you know, I think that now we can do a lot of things without a million degrees so yeah. I guess I don't regret it I'm not sure I'd get another degree at this point but um, you know I learned they a lot are fun yeah it was <laughs> so fun all the homework and the loans and <laughs> loved it <laughs> full-time job at the same time <laughs> yeah speaking of loans I'm still like so, very deep in mind so yeah. when I said fun I meant like character building character maybe building. <laughs> I do that, yes. very much so well you have a great character so I feel well, like it was worth you, it Lexi. yeah you know yeah so like I, I think like Grad school for social work was a really eye-opening because it showed me just the systems um, 
that exist and how like it really difficult it is to solve problems when we're doing kind of the same things that we've always done in those systems that haven't worked before. And so yeah. it did give me kind of a clear pathway to the Marriott Law. So I'm glad to to know how it works and to experience that, but probably won't go back to that. So <laughs> <laughs> the, degree, the degree stays on the wall and that's it. it does, like yes. just moving Social forward. works on, in general, just like a very heavy like career path to like even like be in. I feel yeah. like this just you take so many of those stories in, especially if you're an empath and, you mm-hmm. know, just. And most social workers are. That's why they become exactly, workers, Exactly, exactly. So. And I feel like that would be really difficult to, yeah. to go home yeah. and sit with all that you would absorb in one day. So, I mean, mm-hmm. shout out to all the, so- social, the social workers out there. The social workers out there. Shout out to all the social workers. We appreciate what you do. Yeah, no. Like, seriously, coming home every day from work was like a, I mean, I just remember curling up in a ball some days and just crying because there's yeah. so much that I took in. So when I say I left it, it's because I personally couldn't handle it for the rest of my life. But the people who do are very special people. So, yeah, 100 yeah. percent. And, you know, taking that step forward into Mary Outlaw, how did that process all happen? How, how did Mary Outlaw come about? Yeah. Um, so I guess first I have to kind of shout out to Cherith Brook, which is a Catholic worker house um, mm. that I um, visited, I think in like 2014. So, um, I became friends with this couple who runs it and basically, um, they have dinners once a week where they invite people into their home. And it's a lot of people experiencing homelessness, um, in the Northeast. Um, and so folks would, uh, volunteer and donate food and make dinner. So I went originally kind of as a volunteer and thinking like, oh, I'm going to, um, you know, make food for people who don't have any, but the experience was way different than I imagined because it was like, you know, everybody's sitting together at a table eating the same meal. We set the tables together, we cleaned up together. And so there, it, it showed me that this, this divide that we have isn't, it doesn't need to be there. And mm-hmm. so I think there's kind of two ways to look at social issues. And one is like this linear, like, you know, people who have volunteer and donate to people who have not. And there's another way to do this. That's like, we all get around a table together and kind of help each other. So um, those experiences were really, um, you know, a big piece of the Mary Outlaw in the beginning, just having community around food. So That's wonderful. Just wonderful to think about. Like, it's a cool, like, humanitarian concept, like, just to be human and sit at a table and eat, like, literally just kind of like the basis of our existence, you know, and to create community around that. I think that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to dive into uh, the Mary Outlaw Portrait Project. Yeah. And the meaning behind that. And then uh, also, like, the colors that you decide behind each background. Mm-hmm. Like, where, how did that all, like, was that just an idea that came across? Was that just a random thought that came in? How did that all come about as well? Yeah. So, I, the, the cool thing about creating a concept or creating, like, a nonprofit like we've done is that it's ours and we get to make all of these cool decisions and kind of make it as artsy and creative as we want, which is important to me to sort of differentiate from the you know from other nonprofits that maybe have more responsibilities to their donors and things so in the beginning we just want to be as creative as possible and um, sort of lay that groundwork for the future but the portrait project came from just the idea of empathy and you know if we're going to be inviting everybody to the table um, you know we need to to make sure that everybody knows 
and understands what the community looks like and, and what their stories and experiences are. So really, um, it's been a cool way to just have people share what's important to them. And some of the kind of unintended outcomes, like I've gotten a lot of emails from folks who are like, Lindsay, I didn't know I needed that outlet and that felt so good for me to be able to share my story. So definitely, you know, has some of them just like make me cry. People have really bared their souls, <laughs> bled out yeah. <laughs> in their stories. But yeah. yeah. Well, it lies yeah. in the bio of it as well. Like um, as an individual and then about themselves, like Ashan's was really cool. Yeah. Um, there's some yeah. people that are like, I was like, damn, I didn't even know they, yeah. they were there. And then I Did was like. Did you remind? No. Yeah, that's actually like how I got to meet Lindsay. Like, well, that's okay, not okay. the first time we met, but like it was the first time we got to like hang out off the record. But um, yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, I did the portrait project. Um, I think it was like the end of the year. Or was it the very, very beginning of this year? Yeah, I think it was cold. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, it was the beginning of this year. I remember I had a fur. Um, <laughs> I did. I'm yeah, sorry. I got a fur for the New Year's. I was like, <laughs> I gotta get a little crispy going into <laughs> going into the Roaring Twenties. So, so yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, I feel like. When I did it, I, like, and as I was writing, like, I kept just like, damn, this is getting long. Shit, let me just, you know, like, how do I condense this and make it, like, something that people would even care or have the atten atten attention span to even read? So, like, I thought it was cool that I think people think that their stories don't matter. Yeah, totally. I think just on a large scale, I think people think that their personal story does not matter. Yeah. And I felt like it was cool that she allowed, like, a space for just, you know, like, a person like me who's just a, a, a person, like, along with other persons you know to to be themselves and you know just to be kind of vulnerable like about just whatever your story is and it felt good it felt cool and then reading them like I was just on the Mary Outlaw page reading them like mm -hmm. just person to person it's just interesting that what you don't see mm -hmm. like when you meet people yeah and I think that's cool yeah I'm gonna read yours when I get home <laughs> so weird okay no it's not weird please read it I feel bad that I didn't it, no, no, I'm don't sorry, feel bad. bad. It's fine. No, no, please don't. Please You're don't like, feel did bad. Did you read it's mine? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're right. I did. I did put you on the spot. I'm I was sorry. Like, Damn. <laughs> I was like, now I feel bad. <laughs> I think the don't. I think the project's great, and I'm gonna be a part of it as soon as possible. Yeah. All you right? have to. Someday soon Not, we will yeah. have a shoot again. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> Nate's got a cool story. I think. Yeah. I think you'd have a lot of little cool yeah, things to I, say. I think it would be really cool just to tie, mm. you know, on top of the podcast as well. Yeah. The next chapter I want to dive into uh, the outlaw dinner party. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep this short because it's kind of a long story. People ask for an elevator pitch and I'm always like, oh, <laughs> can you sit down for a moment? Um, I'm really bad at this. So basically the original idea for the Mary Outlaw was to have a restaurant with a social concept. So okay. people would come um, uh, to dinner, fancy farm to table dinner and pay a little extra for their meal. Um, and then lunch would be kind of split with paid customer, paying customers and voucher recipients so that, um, you know, basically the folks coming to dinner, they can come to lunch as well, and ho we hope that they would, but if they do want to just come and kind of make that monetary donation, they can. But the original idea for the app, which I know we'll talk about later, came from the restaurant because we were going to have sort of a resource um, sharing app um, so that folks at dinner could, you know, give their resources or time services to folks who are eating at the restaurant. So anyway, um, you know, then I started doing research as my naive, you know, on my social work salary, like, how much does it cost to start a restaurant? <laughs> and oh my God, that's <laughs> quite a lot. Um, so, you know, we kind of took a step back and last year we launched in March of 2019 and 
realized that we needed to do there were some first steps before we get there and we still hope to have a, a brick and mortar eventually but the dinner parties are a way to um, bring people together around food of course because that's kind of central to our our mission um, and we have a dinner series where folks will come and pay a hundred dollars and we have chef Swetha if anyone's eaten her food it's amazing um, comes and cooks a five course meal and we just kind of talk about what's going on in the community and people's experiences and it's a really cool way to just bring strangers together like we had our first one in January before the pandemic we had to cancel the most recent one but you know most people didn't know each other and it's a bit awkward at first you know you're like sitting around this small table and we do have unlimited drinks and cocktails so <laughs> it, it was Which easy is a good a conversation yeah. starter yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know by the end of it people like had friends around the table but the um profits from that go to a free dinner where yeah. we have essentially the same concept so we did that for older youth who had experienced homelessness and independence wow. um so we had kind of a similar experience but it was free to them so we just really want to kind of build community around a table and yeah. get conversations going that are important and am I am I correct that there's like a point of uh, like where you can present something at the table and like a, a grant is given or yes. something upon those lines? Yeah. So, right yeah, this was kind of, this has uh, been postponed, hopefully not canceled by COVID. We had all these projects ready right. to start April 1st. Yeah. Um, and so we were doing like a meal prep program, which would be where our profits would come from. Um, and then those would subsidize uh, micro grants for folks who. Um, like young people who are starting their own businesses. Yeah. So we were kind of looking at doing like a dinner party where people come and we have a lot of folks in the room. So maybe not a five course meal. And then we have like three um, young people presenting their kind of pitching their ideas and then everybody votes. Um, so that's kind of a fun way to just let them practice their pitch and yeah. get a small grant to get started. Yeah. So yeah. Education, encouragement, yeah. Yeah. building. I, I love it. I think that's all very um, needed in yeah. this time and for the future for sure for us yeah. as creatives that are trying yeah. to get our feet off the ground right yeah and i mean i i could imagine myself in that scenario of just like sweating a lot because <laughs> right. like when i get nervous for some reason it just starts pouring down my face i feel like that's a normal reaction to being to nerves like yeah so. I, i've tried different deodorants i know this is like random <laughs> random no, super random i time have this, hyperactive sweat glands as well and so i hate I feel it like, yeah. But I mean, I brought a shirt to change into after the podcast. It might be a I fire sign this thing. Podcast, it's it's going to be different afterwards. <laughs> it might be a fire sign thing. Maybe we're just on fire oh. all the time. Oh. What's Damn your sign name? Maybe. Leo. Oh. <laughs> Why do you like, always like, like Leo's? You always like pause and like to, to like wait. All right. <laughs> no wait one's for mad it. at Leo's. You don't need to pause. <laughs> I thought you were right. about to say no, I'm I just Gemini. feel like I deserve that pause. You deserve. Oh, shit. Can, can we work with that a little bit? All right. Bit? Cool. Can you yeah. Give me you a little you bit put the game here? down, flipped it, and reversed it. All right. <laughs> cool. All right. Bit. All right. So, so experiencing a dinner party sounds like it would be awesome. I yeah. mean, amazing drinks, amazing food. I think it's a cool environment to like just cultivate creativity. Yeah. You know, just the fact yeah. that you even think to, you know, invest in the businesses of just younger people and like, like you were saying, like degrees aren't that fun anymore. Um, <laughs> right. To be perfectly honest, um, it's especially not really doable, if you know, like yeah. And I feel like kind of millennials our age, you know, like with that promise of success after you receive like this piece of paper, this very very expensive piece of paper, <laughs> um, that so it just guarantees you success. And I feel like a lot of people have just found that that is just not the case. Yeah. And and like I feel like in 
places of, I don't even want to call it desperation. I'll just call it like lack, like creativity. Um, it's easy to like, for creativity to bloom in those spaces. So, you know, just people even having the, oppor like the opportunity and like the resources to be able to create something bigger than themselves, I think it's cool. Yeah, and I think we have to think really like sort of logically about our lives when we're young. Like, okay, I'm, I'm broke, I'm on my own for the first time, how can I make this happen? And you guys are both artists, so you know, if you can imagine like 19-year-old Nate and Lexi, like you have to decide between, you know, paying your rent or pursuing a photography career or, you yeah, know, do your podcast. Exactly. Like, we want to yeah. give people those opportunities because it sucks to have to, like, put your passion to the side so that you yeah. can live. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't pursue their dreams for that reason. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. fair. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. So, yeah, I, I that's a good way to close the gap, like, to bridge the gap, though. Yeah. I think that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. We've got another guest with us. We this do have another really guest. Uh, My boy Lex. Chris is here. What's the deal? Hello, hello. How's it going? Hey, you know, <laughs> we're out here making it happen, Captain, you know, slowly with the city opening up. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? I feel good. Yeah, it was weird. We was, I was driving downtown. I live down here now. And, like, walking by on a Friday night, like, a beautiful, like, 70-degree Friday night, I was like, this shit is dead. Right. Yeah. Nobody's here. Yeah. This doesn't even around. feel real. Yeah, it's weird. It's like yeah. a ghost town. And I know these people are here, and everybody's hiding out, and, you know, I hope everybody's staying safe. But it's, it's just wild to see. Yeah. And even, like, the, th the places that are open, like, on, like, a small, like, they're open, like, on a smaller scale. Like, I, I drove by the tap, and mm. usually that deck is, like, packed to the brim yeah. with humans just mm -hmm. next to each other and like to see that they separated the tables like they obviously like took quite a few things out just to accommodate like social distancing is interesting yeah, and get the business that they can so we'll see what happens with that too you know? but i have an opinion on that i have an opinion that it is a very good thing because it is a shame that it took a pandemic for us to learn what personal space is <laughs> yeah. um, i yeah. truly feel like um, like the X, every time I see an X on the ground, like when I go to like a store or something, they're like, Hey, stay this far away from this person. And I'm just like, why don't you know that? Like, why don't you know that, like, why don't you know that as a person that maybe, you know, like less than a foot is not where you need to be. Maybe I'm the problem store. because I keep wanting to like brush up on people just to be touched. Cause it's been so long. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, it is. I saw you today and I was like, huh? Yeah. Like, I was hey. like, I'm doing it at this yeah, point in time. Like, like I just, like, I just gotta be family. a person right yeah, now. Like, like, and if. At this point, I mean, I feel like if I've been around you, like, for X amount of, you know, months now, like, you're just give me the germ. We share germs at this point in time. <laughs> right, so, right, it just, right. I mean, I feel you. And I have a pretty strong immune system. I've uh, been doing a lot of steams, <laughs> opening up the respiratoire, you know. Smoothies. Smoothies. Oh, yeah. I mean, on my smoothie kick, all of the above. But hopefully these greedy-ass restaurants will keep these social distancing measures you know, be able to spread some of the business around, like, because nobody wants, I think that's the weirdest thing ever, like, when you just go to a bar, and it's, like, crowded, and there are just people outside in a line, like, because this is the only place to go. Right. Hopefully, you know, this encourages people to kind of spread, you know, spread support, out. Amongst, support businesses from home, like, exactly. the fact that we can just, I was, me and Chris were just talking about how we don't feel so guilty about Postmates anymore because we're like, well, we're supporting local businesses. Right. It's fine. Free delivery on Chipotle. I know where that money's going straight to the people that are delivering it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So I'm, I'm cool with it. 100%. That's what I need to know. Yeah. Chris, we, we've got some questions for you. Uh, more importantly, we just want to dive into the KC uh, Mutual Aid Fund and, yeah. and the app. Um, well, first, just kind of share with us a little bit about your technical background. Like, yeah, so yeah. Um, I've been a professional engineer here in the Kansas City scene for about eight years now. Um, I started with as an internship uh, at DST, 
uh, then moved oh. from yeah. That's you know, a good company. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah from an engineering perspective. From an engineering, it's, it's, yeah. it's a little old school, right? So it's yeah. a little hard to work with. Um, and then you know, I've, I've worked with a variety of different companies here in town. Uh, currently, I'm a senior software engineer for a a full remote company. Uh, so I do a lot of mentorship, a lot of training, and full consultancy uh, until next week when I start a new job uh, with a company here in town. So so my technical background is I I, I a lot of self teaching. I learned I have a degree in software engineering but have done a lot of like learning on my own. Uh, a lot of reading online, looking through tutorials, writing tutorials, writing blogs. Uh, and so with that, I, I've built a variety of different apps, a variety of different things for both you know, private use customers and uh, you know, whoever. Um, so yeah, like, um, I, do, I do a lot with web engineering is what we call it. So different things with things you see on applications, right? So when you're looking at right. site, websites on your phone or different stuff like that, that's gen yeah. generally the space that I'm in. I think that's amazing in general, just because um, I am an avid user of just like a million apps on my phone. I'm like everybody else. But like just the like user experience, I feel like just is very different with every app. So yeah. I feel like people who like have to kind of jump ahead and think for people and tell me what I need. <laughs> like, tell me, tell me how to make this easier for me. I think that's that's like that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, in, it's interesting because there's so much that we have to put into when we, when you have to like. When you, when you do this every day, right? When you're writing the same things every day and, and you're building apps, you start to build in things, right? Like if I were to tell you to go to a website and log in, you're gonna look at the upper right-hand corner yeah. like 95% of the time, exactly. right? Yeah. And so we now put everything up there, right? Because we want to make this as seamless as possible. We want it to feel as natural as possible. It's called affordance, right? Like right. if you see something that looks like you should click it, you should be able to click it, right? Right. Um, and so it's so we, we do a lot of studies and a lot of research into building what we call UX or user experience, yeah. right? Mm. Um, and, and making these things as intuitive as possible. Like think of like when this came out, when you have like, okay, how, how are we gonna like store files? Or what do we put it in a file cabinet that looks like a file cabinet, right? Exactly. And so it's those kind of things, right? Where there's hours and hours and hours of research that goes mm. into what do people like? Like right? brain association, like right. association like yeah, exactly. with objects. Right, yeah. and, and, and how do you, and so with this, because uh, the idea came from like uh, Lindsay mentioned this earlier. We were talking about like we want an app that like links people together. That's not a new concept, right? Like right. that's the idea originally with like yeah Facebook. The internet, you, just yeah, in general, right? yeah. Yeah, we want to link people together, and at right. some some point we lost that way. And so with this, like our idea was okay. So we want to be able to directly link people together, where you can associate them based off of like you can look through these things and you'll resonate with people. Now, how do we put them in contact with each other? Exactly. Right. And and so my entry here was like, Lindsay's the idea person. I, I'm the like I just I make it happen. Right. Yeah. But uh, Chris has good ideas too. I, yeah. I will say <laughs> like Batman and Robin. He's like very nerdy and also <laughs> also has cool ideas. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so for me, like when I look at when I look through this these kind of things, or when somebody's like, hey, what if we try this? And then I have to look at it from the viability perspective, like. What is it going to take to make that happen, right? right? Well, especially for us, for this, where it's like, we want our overhead to be non-existent, right? Websites are expensive. Right. So when you're talking about like Postmates or you know Uber, like what we call the gig economy, um, you know they're paying millions and millions and millions of dollars to companies like Amazon um, to <laughs> host. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't make you feel good. Me yeah, either. yeah. Um, Amazon. To host yeah, uh, and, and so like with us, Jeff Bezos, let me get twenty dollars. I'm just putting it out there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when we're trying, when we're trying to be like twenty, we, we we don't we don't want that overhead, right? Billion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 
<laughs> like, don't lie. You have it. You know you, you have it. You got it. It's not going to hurt you. You even know it's missing. Come on. You literally won't. So mm, that's uh, a sensitive subject. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, continue. I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, so, you know, when, I, when this came to me and was like, okay, so we got we to make this happen. But how do we do it where our costs are, are very low? Um, because it, that's not something that people generally think of as like the monthly expenditures when it comes into making a web application. Right. Mm. Where's it going to be hosted? How are you going to store it? You want yeah. data. You want to be able to reach people. You want to be able to be really fast, right? Like it has to have all these functions right. just to make it a usable right. app. Yeah. Right. And, crazy. and it has to be available 99.999% of the time. Right. Right. Uh, and you know, when it's me, I, I built the entire thing from scratch, everything you see. And so it's like, I have to make this available and running. 99.999% of the time. Yeah. And so there's a lot that goes into that process. Right. And, I, and I've got a chance um, multiple times just to, like, go through the app and just, like, experience the app. And it's a very, like, well-constructed app. Like, it's very easy to follow, even for, like, I think – I feel like I'm pretty technologically savvy, but, like – if there were a person who wasn't as technologically savvy, like they would be able to find where they need to be and do what they need to do. And yeah. So just tell us how, just walk, walk me through how it works. Walk me through like how yeah. the app. So, yeah. um, if, by the way, if I get like too into the weeds, just hit me up. Just let me know. Just like, I don't know, Like you've lost me. Right? Oh, you're here. No, we're uh, here. So, Trust me. I ask questions. <laughs> so, so, uh, you know, originally when websites were being made, you, you had static, what we call static content. It doesn't mm -hmm. change, right? So you'd go to a website and it would make a request and it would return a file and like here's words that you can see on a page mm -hmm. and here's a structure for that page, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then... I've been doing a little bit of like cybersecurity, like uh, taking a couple classes. So I'm, I'm here with you. I know oh, what yeah. you're talking <laughs> about. Yeah. Uh, and then the layers and stuff, right? Right. Like, yeah, the so commands. Yes, yeah, authorization and authentication. <laughs> and in, th in this case, like we use a different platform, we use a different provider called Auth0 to do that, mm -hmm. um, because like storing authorization, like, storing people's information is very uh, delicate. Like right. you'll see, like what was it? Uh, Fit Fitness Pal, my Fitness Pal mm -hmm. had millions of user accounts stolen. Data is the number one sold commodity in the world, right? Mm -hmm. So you stealing my data is the number one most effective way. Like you just stealing it, taking the money, and then selling that data is incredibly effective, right? And so we have to be very considerate of that because right. that's why, you know, that was part of this too is like anonymous is very important to us at this, for this application. We want people to be, feel as safe and secure as anonymous as possible um, for a few reasons. One is security. Another is that um, the, the idea of like, okay, I'm in a situation where I need help. Right. We're trying to be as dignified as possible too. Right. Um, so when I built the app, the, the way I did it is I'm using a framework that allows us to be as dynamic as possible and provide as much user-rich content as possible while also statically generating as much as we can. So that way all the hard work is done on the server. Mm -hmm. um, right. And, and the reason for that is, is it's very, very fast. Mm -hmm. So that's that was my goal. Like performance was one of my key considerations or KPIs. Um, and so it's very, very performant. It's very fast because everything's statically generated. So when you bring it down, it's not having to build the app as you're looking at it, right? Um, and that does a few things. One is that it, it helps our uh, search engine optimization. So which means like, when you search for something similar on Google, you find us quicker, right? Right. Um, which, right. Is a, which is a constant battle. You're fighting consistently against a computer that's trying to beat you to right. get your you know, not page two'd on Google, which yeah. is where good things go to die. And nobody likes the computer when they're playing video games, trust me. That's why I had to stop playing them. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, so like the, the the way I did it is I, I'm building this thing where it's like static, statically compiled, so it's very, very fast. Mm -hmm. um, and then I use a, a framework for the design that was 
built off of you know hours, thousands and thousands of hours of research right. into how people look and use apps. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very similar, like if you were to go to Google or YouTube or any of their suite of software, they all use a very similar design. Right. That's called material design. So like when I like if I'm a if I'm the person donating, like exactly what does that look like? So yeah, mm -hmm. if you if you were looking to donate, you'd go online, you'd go onto the site. And we have a very large tile button that mm -hmm. says, I would like to help. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you click on that, and it takes you to a list, and it loads a list, and it shows all the different people who are looking for help, right, who have made a request for a donation. Um, and so you can then search on those or filter those and look for one that maybe resonates with you a little more. Uh, right. And when you find one, you can click on it, and there's a big button that says donate now, right? Right. And so when you click on that, you have to authenticate. So that's where that, that kind of thing comes in. Um, so you can sign in via username and password or a Google account or a Facebook account. And then you're able to go back into the app and donate. Right. Um, and, and so, again, like what we were saying, like we take no overhead. So you're donating to that person directly. When, when you sign up and say, like, I'm requesting a donation, you give us your you know, payment app of choice, like PayPal or Venmo or Cash App or you know, mm -hmm. others, right? And then you put yeah. in a username, right? And, and what that allows is now you're not sending us any money. Now you're, you're sending not, it straight you're to. You're sending it straight to them. Yeah. Now, I mean, they like PayPal has like a two percent fee. And, yeah. You know, like, there's different transactions there. Um, but we PayPal. I no, I totally agree with you. That's but we're not controlling it, and, and I think that that's <laughs> very important because um, the idea that this came from was it was a guy on Instagram who had people replying to a thread saying like, "Hey, I need help. This is who I am," and that became immediately unattainable. Like mm -hmm. he immediately got flooded, and he couldn't help. Right. Mm -hmm. So then he built a site, and then he was taking ten to fifteen percent off the top. And yeah. it's like, we don't want to do that. We want to be right. better than that. Well, how can we? Well, we built something that does better, right? Right. And so we can be innovative um, between Lindsay and I. We can be very innovative and we can move very quickly because we don't have an overhead of people. Like, we get to determine, like, like you said earlier, like, you're, when was the last time Facebook came to you and said, like, this, how, how should we build Facebook, right? Exactly. Um, and that's, that's what, you know, my position is, is, like, this is how we can do these things to be as user-friendly as possible and, right. and that kind of thing, yeah. And ethics as well. Like, yeah. so... Just obviously, so um, I know the max that you're able to donate is $300, and the max that you're able to request is $300. Right. Um, if you want to donate more than that, like to separate causes, you're able to do that. Correct. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, like this, obviously this is an ethical decision we've made, you know, sure. like, but there's definitely room for people to take advantage of things like that. So. Um, I know you guys have a screening process. Could you tell me what that is? Like, I know I've had a lot of people just, you know, I bet a lot of people who just are donating money anywhere want to know, like, okay, well, is this, is it, is it going to go to, you know, this mama needs to pay her light bill right, or is right. it going to go to, you know, like someone who's buying 800 pairs of flip flops? Like, you know, you <laughs> never know. Like, I just, right. um, so I know Lindsay had talked to me about it a little bit before, but do you want to like mm -hmm. tap in on that? Yeah, I think so. We're we're able to monitor everything very closely. So we just we do want donors to feel comfortable with with donating because we keep an eye on all of that in the back end to make sure that folks aren't making multiple requests. Um, so if someone tries to, then they automatically get kicked off the site. So don't do that. Um, but you will uh, yeah, end up so with <laughs> nothing. You will end do up with not nothing. Let's just repeat that. Um, try weird stuff. We're screening you, so yeah. you're just gonna end up with nothing. But You're yeah, even so we, more broke than you are. You're going to be broke and defeated. <laughs> <laughs> we limit it to one um, $300 request per person. So, you know, there's a lot of people who need help right now. And obviously, 300 bucks is not a lot. We hope that it can help people in emergency situations. And then we, can, we have a resource page so that, 
you know, hopefully folks can get whatever, whatever else they need. Um, but I would say like to donors, you know, I have gotten a lot of questions, especially from older generations. Like I think we're all used to this sort of direct payment gig economy. We're paying our peers directly all the time. It doesn't really, it feels very natural for us, but you know, my parents were kind of like, well, wait a minute, you know, like it's just, it's a really new and different thing for them. And I think that what we can't, like Chris has said, we have no overhead. So you know that that money is going directly to a person. Whereas you can go donate a hundred dollars to United Way. I have no idea how much of that money is actually going to an organization. And it's not That's because true. United Way is bad. It's because they have a yeah. ton of overhead. And, yeah. and you know, you also lose that personal connection. I've gotten so many really cool emails from people who donated that were just like, man, I cried, you know, like I, I sent this donation over and the person responded and I had this connection and it was very moving for me. And I think that's something you don't get when you make a big donation, you know, to a big organization. Yeah, that, that was something that was like, I, I built a lot of apps. I have built a lot of apps for a lot of different people. Um, and, and when you get to that level, like you abstract out the end result of what you're building, right? Like if I'm building an app that helps millions of users in Thailand or Taiwan do you know, their daily business routines, right? Um, then at the base level, it's the same as building an app that helps this kind of thing. Right. And so for me, it, it becomes like, just as like a, like you were talking about earlier with, with you know, social workers, I'm not comparing my experience with somebody no, that's a social yeah, worker, yeah, but no, like, you have to have checked it out because you got to get a job done, right? Right. Um, but for this, like, it, it took me a while once I finished, once I, once we released it because, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and like I can't like I, I didn't know like what's gonna happen. Like there's right. testing and there's these things to prevent massive issues and really like the biggest issue we had was uh, one of them was from my own mother. Uh, mm -hmm. so that's embarrassing, but <laughs> <laughs> Love you mom. Yeah, so, sorry Shout mom, but mom. that was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, so when like it took me a little while and actually it took Lindsay sending me requests because I couldn't see beyond the thing that I had built that I wanted to keep improving on mm -hmm. and realize that the thing I built has already started to do good for people. Yes. All I could see was this thing that I still had more work on. Right. right? And so it took it took me reading these requests and reading people's responses and not seeing it as like um, data. Right. And seeing it as human beings connecting. Right. It took that level for me to actually like feel it at, 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 at like the spiritual level that we're trying to get to of being right. like, we're, do, we're trying to help people out in a direct platform and, and do what the Marriott law was created to do. Right. right. And you guys have raised over 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was getting ready. Just go, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. No. Yeah. yeah. You guys, have, I mean, that is very impactful. Like the app has only been live for about six weeks. Actually, uh, uh, not that, even a month not, yet. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, even. Yeah. Month. And, yeah. Already $10,000, you know, over $10,000 has been raised, you know, mm -hmm. just to help. I'm assuming if they're only $300 increments, like multiple people in our city. Mm -hmm. And I think that is incredible. We like, have 40, 42 filled requests now. Well, yeah, and I yeah. will say to anyone listening who's like, mm, maybe I should donate. You do not need to donate the full 300. Obviously, if you can, that's dope. Some people have just, you know, filled, uh, completed a request one person, you know, with one payment, but the small, like $20, $50 requests are impactful. And I always just tell people to think about like Bernie's campaign and how I think the average, um, campaign donor is like $27 yeah. and look how many millions he raised and, and held his own for as long as he did. So if you can donate yeah. 20 bucks a week, even go on the app, read the messages, feel good, do something good. That is, it's, it's huge. Like, we appreciate it that the folks getting the yeah. money appreciate it. That's dinner, you know, like right. Yeah. And that's delivery fees, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, 
considering if anybody can you know like afford postmates they could afford i'm sure you know like their own groceries just so like just even to be able to give a meal to another person um just with their 20 dollars is very impactful i feel and that was actually that was part of the conversation when we talked about a few things like Mm -hmm. how many available requests are open at a given period of time um as well as uh how much should a request be right and so now we're like building data into this to do data modeling to make better informed decisions moving forward but um, but yeah, that, that went into it, right? Like $300 it is attainable on both sides. Both it's, it's impactful for the person who needs the help. Right. Right. And it's also like, not this, obs- like, you're not looking at like, this person needs $10,000, right? right? You're looking yeah. at this person could use a hundred dollars. Yeah. I can give them 10. Exactly. Right? And I think that our average donation right now, when I was looking the other day is probably around 15 to $20. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what we get on average. Right. And that's wow. led up to $10,000. Yeah. Which is crazy. And had a crazy impact in a month. Yeah, in a month. Not even like that's crazy. How can you wake up sad, mad, or upset when you just like? I'm sure for your experience is just like wow. You know what I mean? Just I'm so so humble, man. Impressed by Kansas City, like the people (laughs) who have who've come through to donate, and you know, like I've gotten messages from people who follow me on Instagram or follow the Marielle on Instagram who don't know me at all and have just been like hey this made me feel so good and that makes me feel so good to know that like you know obviously the folks receive this is sort of the unintended um outcome of a lot of our project is that projects is that we are trying to help people who are in need but the other half is like the mary outlaw it's a robin hood reference it's coming from like Mm. how can we take these people who have privilege and money and resources and help them not only donate but also become a part of the process because there's change is not going to happen unless the people with privilege are you know actively making better decisions in our community so for sure let me ask you both this question uh what does mary outlaw mean to you Lindsay? yeah let's go ahead and take this one yeah um so basically a big big part of it for me is this scarcity myth that tells us that there's not enough to go around and mm. it's bullshit and basically a lot of people have a lot more than they need and, and therefore other folks don't have enough and so I think you know finding creative ways I'm a problem solver I love solving problems and I love like finding the weirdest approach to a problem um, and so yeah the Marriott law has been like looking at these problems that have existed and for a very long time and finding new solutions to those and mm. finding ways to bring people who have privilege into the equation and you know, providing them opportunities to make a difference because, yeah. you know, until the change makers in our community, uh, the one, the people who have money are the ones who are in those positions of power. And if we don't address that, these problems will never go away. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, there's a lot of things I could say. I'm, I'll just <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> no, that's all good. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, uh, for me, what the, the Mary Outlaw was, you know, somebody that we, that Lindsay and I used to work with um, recommended that I, that I, check it out and go and visit with Lindsay. And so I, I came into a meeting at her last apartment and she was looking just at the website at the marryoutlaw.com.org now. And, and I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I can, I mean, I know how to build websites. I can help you out. Right. Um, and, and I think that sh- what she's saying is like my end of this, like I am, I have privilege. I've been very lucky. Uh, I, I, my, I have, both parents in my life and they're very active in my life and they've been very helpful. We, you know, we never struggled. We never hurt. Um, yeah. And so now I'm in this position where I, I've done things in my life to, to be in a position where, you know, I, I do well and, and I enjoy my job and I, that, those kind of things. And so I hit this point where it was like, now how do, what do I do to give back? And, and so I was one of those people where it was like, I, I am in a position of privilege and power. Uh, how can I utilize the skills that I have to help people out, right? Um, and so I found 
this outlet has been a lot for me in those ways because it has allowed me to use my ability to you know make websites, make those kind of things, make web applications, yeah. talk to people, right? Yeah. Um, and and share my level of story with this yeah. and say you know. So th to me, it's been this this outlet for hope and innovation and moving things forward and understanding the the core tenet being that we are around a table to learn from each other and that everyone has something to bring to that table. Right. Um, from all their different walks of life, mm. um, and we should we should have the ability to listen and to give back and to help. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and I think that's like mm. vital for a great team. Absolutely, and a great family. Absolutely, you know? um, well, for definitely sure. Some One word that values. describes Mary Outlaw, Lindsay. Uh, I like imagination. I just think that like. Some of my favorite literature about activism is based in imagination, which is just like, if, if we can't imagine a world that looks different than this, then we won't get there. So I just love, you know, imagining and creating different approaches to our social issues. So, yeah. and making it joyful. That's really important, I yeah. think. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I would say hope. H hope, for, hope for a different reality than what we're facing and hope for uh, an opportunity to learn and to grow. 100%. Where do you see Mary Outlaw in three to five years? Well, we'd like to get back to the original vision of the restaurant. Um, you know, of course, now we're we were talking earlier about how we've done a good job of sort of pivoting. And that's important to us in the future is like, how can we react? This is obviously like totally unprecedented. And we weren't going to do the mutual aid app. It just we were like, oh, shit, we're here. Let's do it. So yeah. I, I hope that we become a brick and mortar restaurant. And we have that space. Mm -hmm. But I'm also totally Chris and I are both ready to respond to what the community needs. And we're we, if anybody has any suggestions concerns you know ideas please hit us up we're ready to kind of make those happen awesome yeah, yeah. yeah so uh one of you two just walk us through how, how to donate and um instagram and everything mm -hmm. um just go ahead yeah so i guess we should say the app is a it's outlawmutualaid.com okay. and it's a progressive web app yeah so you can, you can you can get it on your phone like add it to your home screen it looks like an app behaves just like an app all that kind of thing. Yeah. So you can, you know, access it from your computer as well. Um, and then, so you can go on and, and like Chris explained, you just walk through the, they're kind of look like cards and mm -hmm. choose the, who you want to donate to. The other option is you can go to our website, which is the maryoutlaw.org. Um, you can get to the mutual aid app from there, but you can make a tax deductible donation if you prefer. And then at the end of every um, two weeks, we take that money and distribute it amongst open requests, which has been great because there have been some pretty big donations that way. Yeah. Um, through And we have a fiscal sponsorship through AltCap or through CCF with AltCap. Um, they're amazing and have been super helpful. So they're helping us with that tax deductible side. That's so awesome. I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard so much from, from Lex and <laughs> I, I think Lindsay and I from communication just finally getting this yeah. uh, in order and happening. I really appreciate you two just coming on and um, letting people know how important Mary Outlaw is and how important people are in general. Yeah. Like, and take that in consideration and how important that is. We are our community. So. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. One of Definitely the donors sent an email that said that, sh that we all belong to each other. And it kind of made me tear up because it's true. Absolutely. Like we got, we got to have each other's backs right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And like, always. Yeah. I think that every, like in so many aspects of our life, we're being pushed into alienation and pushed into like echo chambers to, but 
we need to remember that there, there are other humans on the other side of that world, right? And there are other, there's other people around us that we have to take care of each other too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's both sides. And some of that isn't necessarily monetary. Some of that is yeah. information, yeah. right? Like we were created to connect. Exactly. You know? Yeah. hundred so. percent. Right. And, and you know, the one thing that nobody can take from you is an education. Absolutely. Nobody can take that from you. Mm-hmm. You can have your wealth taken, your freedom taken, but nobody can take away an education. So learn as much as you can use all those things and teach and help others. Yeah. So good. That was great. I just knocked that oh, out I'm of full. The I'm full. Like, yeah. My cup is full. I'm, 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 I'm good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was wonderful. Listeners, don't forget to check us out on Street Wave. That's Instagram, S T R W E T W A W V E. I had to think about that real quick. Sometimes I just say this so quick, it just like, just nah, flips up yeah. Mind. We're not here to judge. Um, and then uh, podcasts. 10 different applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, become a subscriber. You already know. And then check out my host, Lex. Yeah, ahead, for sure, for sure. If you want to follow me and see all of my shenanigans, follow me on IG and Twitter. It's Lexi Loads You. L-E-X-I-L-O-A-T-H-E-S-Y-O-U. Loathe, opposite of love. Hey. But I love y'all. Hey. <laughs> That's good. And I like that. Let's roll with that. <laughs> um, for sure. Again, Lindsay, Chris. I really appreciate your time here. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. We're out of the quarantine. We're back in the studio. Quarantine, 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 <laughs> quarantine. Sorry. I can't. Sorry, Tori Lane. No, just made it. <laughs> I can't go back. I can't even see. I can't even hear the word. Lindsay, quarantine. Do you, do you have anything, Chris? Anymore. Do you have anything more you'd like to share or say to the listeners right now? Just follow us on socials. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for volunteers. We cannot pay you. As we mentioned, we're trying to keep the overhead very low. Um, yeah, looking for volunteers. If you want to be a part of our portrait project, hopefully we'll get that up and running soon. Maybe Lexi will be taking our photos yeah. next time. Yeah. So, Might yeah, see just me. keep in touch with us, <laughs> I guess. Picture me rolling. All right, listeners, we appreciate your time as well. And uh, we out. Gang, gang. Later. Come on.